0: Hello, everyone. I'm Val Chandler, and you've just joined Love on the Air, the romance podcast that you can't put down. You're about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes for authors. We'll find out their recipe for creating a novel. Those dashing heroes, those feisty female heroines, the dastardly villains, add a dash of romance, throw in a plot twist or two, and voila, here we go. Today, we're talking to T. O'Fallon. She's the author of Armed and Ready. It's the latest novel in the federal canine series. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about T before you actually meet her. She's a fascinating person. Not only has she written the Federal Canine Series, but she's also written the NYPD Blue and Gold Series. She's been a federal agent for 23 years, and currently she's a police investigator. So her job affords her the unique opportunity to work with the heroic men and women who are in law enforcement on a daily basis, and she brings all of that hands-on experience in the field of law enforcement plus a love of romantic suspense, write to her novels. Hey, T, welcome.
1: Hi, Val. Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. I'll bet you have a million stories. I'll bet you can get started and you can tell a story forever. Tell well, me... that's
1: kind of why I started writing, no doubt.
0: <laughs> Is telling a story different than writing a story for you. What's your process like?
1: So when I start to think about a story that I'm gonna write, I certainly do pull from my job. I think it's inevitable. Um, since I write law enforcement heroes, a lot of my ideas generally come from cases I've worked, people I've encountered, Uh, the different types of investigations I've conducted over the years, whether it's money laundering or kidnapping or theft or white-collar crime, uh, it's all fodder for my stories. And certain aspects of my job, in a general way, inevitably wind up in my book. And I do try to pull from some of the realistic things that have happened put them in my story, hopefully the entertaining aspects of my job, (laughs) Um, and I say that because Hollywood portrays law enforcement in a, um, I don't want to say completely unrealistic way, but they certainly have a lot of creative license, so they're they're not seeing a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes boring things that readers don't want to read about and viewers don't want to see. So I pull the interesting and exciting things for my job and put them in my books and when I encounter an interesting person on the job maybe I'll cull something from that personality and stick it into the head of one of my characters.
0: What made you decide to write all this down? I mean, that's quite an undertaking.
1: It is but it it never seems like it's a, a difficult thing to initiate, once I decide, okay, I'm going to start this new story. I just, I, I, ideas come to my head all the time, and I keep a digital recorder with me in my vehicle because a lot of times ideas pop into my head while I'm driving or while I'm running uh, for fitness. Uh, so I have this digital recorder, and it's the quickest way to jot down my thoughts. So by the time I'm done with one book, I already know where I'm going with the next book because something has been brewing and bubbling away in my head for, usually at that point, quite a long time. So it's not that difficult for me to keep coming up with something something new and something fresh.
0: To me, what you just said indicates that you're a real writer. You're the real thing because often people will be one or two book wonders and they can't come up with that third fourth fifth sixth book i mean i look at some of these authors that can turn out a book a year and it i find that amazing with your job i'll bet that's one of the things your brain is busy all the time and because you write about what you know and what you do i can see i mean you would be spoiled for choice almost wouldn't you there's so much happening, and there's so many characters, and there's so many things that you could write about.
1: I don't think I'll ever lack for having ideas for books. I mean, when I when I start talking about my stories, um, and you probably encounter this talking with a lot of authors, once you get going, talking about the story you've written, you're writing, or that you're going to write in the future, I mean, we... I get very excited because it affords me the opportunity, literally, and this is why it's in my bio this way, it affords me the opportunity to take this job that I have loved for over 25 years now and merge it into this other thing that I love, which is romance. And I've always thought that when you have suspense, you know, a crime, some kind of a a dangerous backstory. I just think it it intensifies passions, emotion, and it makes for such a a rich uh, backdrop for a story and provides such fodder for your hero and heroine to have to deal with life-threatening issues, not to mention their personal baggage that they have to work through. Um, There's always something to write about, and I always get excited that when I'm ready to write the next book.
0: Could you hear me nodding my head the whole time you were talking?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't, but thank you.
0: (laughs) No, it's true. I love what you said. You write the kind of romantic suspense with characters that we all love to read. We love to read the kind of, of romance that you write. Now, what made you decide to add that canine element for this new series of books?
1: So this was not my idea. Oh, I'd written. No, I had written the NYPD blue and gold. And I I was nearing the end of that contract. And right around the same time, um, my beloved Belgian sheepdog jet was getting elderly. And I started posting on social media, his pictures because I just loved him so much. And his sister too, who passed away years ago. And, then unfortunately he passed away and i was posting some more photos just immortalizing my love for him and what a courageous personality he was and my editor picked up on my uber love of dogs and said, "Gee, have you ever thought about writing a canine series?" So i have to give my editor credit for the idea. And i put together a pitch that she took to uh the Entangled Publishing acquisitions meeting and The rest is history. So they gave me a a two-book, which is now morphed into a four-book contract, and I started with Lock and Load, the first of the series, which has now moved on to Armed and Ready, the book that I just released last week, and um, I've just finished up book three, and I'm really excited, as I was saying, to write book four, which I'm outlining as we speak.
0: Oh, I love it, and I agree with you. You know, the idea that you bring in that canine dog character, first of all, it's a unique idea. I haven't really seen that. And Saxon is the canine character that you have in Armed and Ready. Let's go ahead and give our listeners an overview of Armed and and Ready and then talk about the book a little more.
1: Sure, and I'd love to talk about where this particular story came from. It's a great story. But at any rate, this story, the hero is Sergeant Nick Houston. He's a hunky Massachusetts state police canine officer who's partnered with this gorgeous black German shepherd Saxon. Andy Hart is the owner of the dog park cafe, which is actually my dream job. It's a restaurant that caters (laughs) to humans and dogs. Oh, I love Uh, it. There's, great food and drink inside and then outside there's a huge deck which overlooks a fenced-in dog run so people can enjoy good food and wine while they're watching their dogs play with other dogs. So this is a restaurant which is Andy Hart's dream job. I mean, she's put everything into it, uh, her heart and soul and all of her savings. So that's her future. Unfortunately, Andy gets caught up in a federal money laundering, gun-running investigation, and she's forced to work with Nick whether she likes it or not. If she doesn't, she'll likely lose her restaurant, and she may even go to jail. And then naturally, as the plot heats up, the danger intensifies, the passion intensifies, and along the way, Nick and Andy are both forced to deal with their tortured past, Uh, Call me cruel, but I love to torture my characters, particularly my heroes. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I don't mean to be mean, but I've always felt that if you give people, characters, incredible angst that they have to work through, it makes for a deeper, richer, emotional, and it, it allows the readers to really connect with the characters and root for them and really want them to find their happily ever after. So that's why I torture my people.
0: <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it also allows people to identify with that angst, because we all have things in our lives. I mean, none of us live the the perfect life where we're Cinderella or whatever. That just doesn't happen. And so we all have issues. And when we read those characters that are struggling in one way or another, I think it just makes the character more real for us, and I think it makes the reader be able to identify and fall into the book with the character and just travel along with what's going on. I think that's a great idea. So tell me about the origins of the story.
1: So as long as I've been in law enforcement, I have no, I had no hands on experience with canines. Uh, I've loved dogs my entire life. I've had them my whole life, but that's not the same thing as actually working with a canine partner. So when I started writing these series, I used my connections and managed to hook up with the Massachusetts State Police canine unit they do, as all canine units do, they throw periodic training sessions because, just like human officers, the canines, the dogs, have to be put through periodic training to maintain proficiency in whatever their specialty is, uh, whether it's uh, black powder, you know, sniffing out shell casings, weapons, money, um, whether they are attack-trained dogs, meaning patrol dogs, whether they're search and rescue, whatever it is, proficiency has to maintain and has to be periodically tested over time. So these canine units hold training sessions and they allowed me to accompany them for an entire day through their training session. There were state troopers, there were police officers and their dogs from about a half a dozen local police departments in the Springfield, Massachusetts area. That's where we all hooked up. And this could not have been a more uh, polite, courteous, helpful, and supportive group of officers um, than I could have hoped for. They answered all the questions I peppered them with, Um, Whether they were annoying or not, (laughs) they allowed me to uh, photograph them, videograph them. And I, I even put some of these photos in blogs that are online. And it was so informative and inspirational. One of the things that happened was there was a black German shepherd from the Chicopee, Massachusetts, police department there, whose name is Paco. Paco became the inspiration for Saxon, the German shepherd hero in the book. There was also a very helpful state police canine sergeant who was extremely helpful. And while I was up there, I asked several of them, what crimes, if any, are unique to Springfield or Massachusetts? Because I had decided these guys were so helpful. How could I not make my next hero a Massachusetts state trooper? I had to. Sure. Sure. Uh, What they said was that Springfield had a very high shooting homicide rate, and for a relatively small city in the Northeast, that was kind of unusual. So we discussed a little bit about what what they thought the cause of it was. Between their answers and doing some Internet research of my own, I came to learn that they believe a lot of it is gang-related, so I took... A Springfield backdrop, some gang involvement, and then coincidentally, right around the time I started writing this book, I was sitting in a three-day money laundering class in New York City, and I realized as I'm sitting there listening to this incredible group of FBI agents, federal and state prosecutors, I'm taking more notes about what I think would make a great plot for my next book than I actually am taking notes for my job. (laughs) Exactly. Bad but,
0: team,
1: uh, bad. <laughs> I, I know, shame on me. So I wound up with this story involving money laundering and gangs and gun running. I also found something online uh, involving money laundering uh, and guns. So the whole thing just kind of merged together into this perfect plot. And that's, that's the whole backdrop and the inspiration behind Armed and Ready.
0: I love it. I love the way your brain works. (laughs) Now, I have to ask, if Saxon is based on a real dog, is Nick and Andy, are they based on real people as well? Are they conglomerations?
1: Nick is just based generally on the guys I met up there. I wouldn't say that he's based on any one person in particular. I made him a sergeant because being that he's state police, and this is a federal canine series, I needed to have some sort of a federal nexus. My first book, Lock and Load, involved a CIA canine officer. I needed a federal nexus here, so I made Nick a, an officer on a federal task force, which actually exists uh, up in that area. It's a gang task force, and it's... Um, it has involvement with federal agencies and local departments. That's that's the federal nexus. That's how Nick came to be. I made him a sergeant, so he has a little more seniority. Andy is kind of a conglomeration of my dreams. <laughs> um, she quit her job in the finance world, took her savings, invested in this old restaurant, flipped it around, and came up with this beautiful place in the suburb of Springfield. So she has taken her love of food, of good wine and beer and friends, all at reasonable prices for what she's offering, <laughs> good music and dogs. So it's, it's kind of everything I would love to do and will never do because it's way too much work.
0: <laughs> I love it. I always it.
1: thought... This would be a fabulous place, and I wish there was something like that where I live.
0: <laughs> I love it. Let's give our listeners your website, because your website is very cool. I've been there. You've got newsletters. You've got contests. Let's give them the address, and then let's tell them about the things that are there.
1: It's com. So my first name is spelled T-E-E-O Fallon, F-A-L-O-O. L-L-O-N, no apostrophe.
0: (laughs) You can't spell your own name today, right? (laughs) No,
1: and I'm staring at it on a piece of paper as we speak. (laughs) So So it's it's very simple, tofallon.com. You can see some pictures of my dogs. My actual dogs are up there on all of the pages. You can see my most recent release, Armed and Ready, You can click on for the back cover copy. You can go to lock and load. You can click on an excerpt. My NYPD Blue and Gold series is up there as well. You can sign up for newsletters if you'd like to keep abreast of what I'm doing and new releases coming out. And the monthly contest that I offer specifically to my newsletter subscribers.
0: Are you doing any social media, T? Are you doing the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram stuff?
1: Absolutely. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I have author pages on Amazon and Goodreads.
0: Excellent. So they can find you all over social media. Yes. All they'd have to do is put in T.O. Fallon.
1: If you put T.O. Fallon into your web browser, all kinds of things will pop up. Um, My newsletters, my website, all my social media, Amazon, the different places where you can uh, purchase my books, not just Amazon, but I'm on Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Books a Million, Apple, Google, and you can find me on the Entagel Publishing website as well.
0: Perfect. You anticipated my next question. (laughs) If you had the opportunity to talk to someone, a friend or a colleague, and you were trying to convince them that they wanted to read your book, what would you say to them about the book?
1: I would say if you love suspense and you love romance, because this is a 50-50 blend of romance and suspense, and you love dogs, and you love a deep emotional story that really gets you rooting for the characters, if you love tortured heroes and many romance readers do, I really try to come up with tortured characters so that their black moment and their happily ever after is that much more poignant. That's always my goal And I strive to have different characters in every book, so no characters ever cookie cutter. If you love all that, I think you'll love all my books. I think as a writer goes through their career, their writing gets better and better, and their characters get richer and richer. And I think Armed and Ready is the culmination of where I'm at in my career right now.
0: I can't tell you what an absolute pleasure it has been to meet and talk with you. I hope you write 10,000 more books. I think you really have the touch. You're such an interesting person. I really enjoyed our conversation today, and I want to thank you so much for being our guest here on Love on the Air.
1: Thank you, Val. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been great talking with you as well.
0: And we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for listening to our podcast. We know you couldn't put us down. We'll be right here, and we'll be looking for you next time.